Amen. Our responsive reading this morning is from John 15, chapter. We will be reading from the 7th to the 11th verse, and we will read that response. John 15, chapter. Say amen when you find it. And God's word reads this way. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Altogether, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. May God have blessed you reading the divine word. Wow. 
We all stand in the pray. Amen. Amen. We feel everything's going to keep praying. We pray without ceasing. Amen. Yes, ma'am. 
gifts. Oh, 
because the word, the road is heavy and my shoulders get weak sometimes. Lord, but I know I can lean on you. And Lord, I just say thank you that you bless me and my family. Lord, you blessed us more than we deserve. And I say thank you. And I say thank you. And I say thank you. Lord, thank you for just walking in here this morning. Lord, empty this room of the devil that is missed. And Lord, we ask you to stand in here and be on that door and be from all of all, from the floor to the ceiling. And let not anything that's not of your will let it be removed from the church. Lord, for everybody that's preaching your word this morning, let them stand on sound doctrine and do your will and your way. Lord, we thank you in your precious son Jesus' name. We'll always pray this day and evermore. And let the church say, Amen. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Christians were often made fun of 
ostracized, ridiculed, and routinely criticized. Why seems to be a continuous struggle as we deal with everyday situations? Like when the people we work with push your buttons and frustrate you. You get up in the morning ready for a good day, and as soon as you get to work, somebody does or says something that attempts to put a cloud over your day. Sometimes you think about why they ever come to work. And all you want to do is complain about it. Uh, but yet you're still there anyway. Uh, perhaps you don't work now and are blessed to be retired. And your frustrations don't come from work. Yours might be from friends or family members. Uh, like when your friend stops speaking to you and you have no idea why. Uh, maybe. It's that family member who's always bringing drama to your door, but won't, won't change what they're doing or listen to your loving instruction yeah. or advice despite asking for it. Because when they came to your door, they brought the drama to you. There had to be a reason they came to your door. Uh, and lots of times, they came to the door with less and no concern about what you're going through. Yeah. But yet when you take the time to sit down and explain to them and work with them, it seems like they just don't want to listen. Uh, and we can't understand why. Perhaps you are the child that has to deal with a parent who has other things to do than to take care of you. Unfortunately, we're living in a world where we got children raising children, yeah. and we got children being left to their own devices. Yeah. Uh, there was a day when the children was the most important thing to a parent in the household. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, it was not about what they had, it was about teaching them love, yeah. teaching them respect, yeah. teaching them to be honest. Yeah. Well, if the child, the parent isn't there in the house, how can the children learn? Right? We want to blame the children, but the book says parents ought to raise their child up in the admonition of the Lord, and they won't turn away from it. So if the child is raising a child, how can the child teach a child the admonition of the Lord? Especially when the children don't aren't in the church house. Uh, uh, but maybe you're, you're, you're a parent that has a child who doesn't want to hear anything about straightening out their life. Right. Uh, and you ever remember there was a time when you were a young boy or a young girl and you thought you knew more than mom and dad. Uh -huh. I don't know about you, but I can remember hearing my daddy tell me, boy, I've been beating where you're already trying to get to. Yeah. I can remember mom telling me, well, I just want to let you know, I know what you're doing, I know why you're doing it. But guess what? It didn't work for me, and it surely is not going to work for you. Yeah. But there was a day when parents could say that to the children, and the children would respect their elders enough and respect their parents to listen to what they had to say. Yeah. It was a blessing to be in a household where you had somebody that said, we're going to church house. Can you remember back the days when we not only went to Sunday school, and you didn't only for a morning service, but then the, uh, the family had uh, the 
when basket meat out in the country. And he went to the basket meat. And then when he got out the basket meat, don't you know he went home and ate dinner, right? All around the family, around the table. Dad said blessing. And or someone said blessing. And then don't you know when you got to eating the physical food? Don't you know? Guess what? You have to go back to church to BT food and night service. And now we can't even people come back by afternoon service, let alone BT food and night service. Because we've got so much going on. So the child, the children are being raised in the admonition of the Lord that are not spending time in his house. Too many people are leaving the teaching to what people are reading on the internet, what they're seeing on television, and what they're reading on the tablet. Well, don't you know, it does the child better to see and say, Mama falling down on his knees and said, Lord, take care of my raised child. Uh-huh. It takes a man to see his father as a boy, to look at his father and say, guess what? Daddy, where are you going? Well, I'm going in the back room. Daddy, what you going in the back room for? I got to go in and have a talk, little talk with Jesus. Yeah. Don't you know if they don't see it, how can they come about it? Yeah. Uh, but basically, disrespectful uh, to you saying, it's my life and I'll do what I want to do. Yeah. Don't you know there's a lot of children today that don't want to disrespect their parents, uh-huh. right? But there's also some parents who don't deserve their children's respect. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you're in the church house, that's a great place to be. But don't think just being in the church house is going to get you in. Right? Right. There's a reason you come here and it ought to be about worshiping our Lord and Savior, Jesus to Christ. Right? And it ought to be about coming in here. Don't you know, you can go outside and you beat up. Well, right? Or why should you come into the church house? And get beat up. Well, and then we wonder why the pews aren't full anymore. Well, I'm here to tell you uh, that people want to come into the church out and get some love and get some respect and get some enthusiasm, some encouragement, something to let you know that no matter what the Lord puts in your way, don't you know He can bring you through it? Because if He brought you to it, He will surely bring you through it. But sometimes today, children still want to be disrespectful. To their parents, uh-huh. they talk about being grown, and you just need to mind your own business. Yes. I wish I thought I was big enough to say that to my mama and my daddy. Yes. First of all, if I opened my mouth and said anything like that, I usually would end up with a backslap. backslap, and you didn't say nothing because the backslap was warm. Uh, all right, because then if you really want to get mouthy, that's when it went past the back step. Then you ended up with the strap. Yeah. I'm not saying you gotta beat nobody. I'm not saying you gotta abuse nobody. But what I am saying is the book said, spare the rod, spoil the child. Right? This needs to teach not to abuse. My parents taught me respect, right, in the house. Because if you don't teach them respect in the house, how are they gonna have respect when they get around the world? That ain't happening. Uh, uh, could it be that you have someone that you care deeply about struggling with drugs or alcohol addiction? Wanting to help them but not knowing how. Uh, yes, life is full of struggle for both believers and non believers. Yeah. Everybody living in this world has trouble from time to time. Yeah. Maybe these examples don't fit your current life situation, but you know what? You're dealing with and each and every day in your own life. Yeah. I tell you, life is full of ups and downs. 
Time when you let others down and time you were let down. You have trials and tribulations coming at you from all directions. The devil is having a heyday. Uh, health issues come more frequently at the age and bodies take longer to recover. Uh, bills just keep getting higher while your money keeps getting less. Every time you fix one thing on your house or car, something else always seems to pop up. Uh, we look around and notice that all of a sudden our list of living friends continue to get smaller. If you think that the world is out of touch with you, just keep on living. Because one of these days you're going to look up, right? And maybe you graduate with a hundred in your class. And you go back to a class reunion and you're down to 80, right? You keep going back to that class reunion and all of a sudden you're down to 50, right? And then all of a sudden you keep going back down and you're down to 40. Don't you know that if you're able to go back all the time, God has blessed you. But I'll let you know is that our, our families, our friends, uh, are, are getting smaller, right? Uh, because that's what the world is about. Not everybody is going to leave seeds, three, four, and ten, right? But the book said, if you stay hooked up with it, if you stay hooked up with it, but there is no guarantee that you're going to see three, four, and ten. But the book says that at least is a goal that can come your way if you hold on to it. Uh, but this not only impacts believers, uh, but it also impacts non-believers too. The difference is how we Christians deal with life situation or how we should deal with it. Uh, this brings us to today's text in John chapter 15 where Jesus is speaking to his disciples. <clears throat> chapter 15 is considered part of the upper room discourse yes. even though Jesus and his disciples have left the room. It was the time of the Passover, and he was confronting his disciples and preparing them for what was coming soon. They're on their way to the Garden of Gethsemane, where Jesus knows what's awaiting us. Tradition holds that Jesus is talking to them as they walk along the side of Mount Olives, the Mount of Olives, before teaching in the garden or reaching the garden. As they are in the area of the vineyard, and thus the perfect environment for the following discourse. Yes, yes. He is teaching them about being connected to him using the vine and branch metaphor. Uh, this linkage is vital to the understanding of his disciples and us today. Well, Jesus wants them to know that their connection is to be their source of strength. Yes. He is the vine and they are the branches right. in the metaphor. <clears throat> and through him they can bring forth more fruit to the glory of God. Uh, he goes on to give them instructions on how they are to be his true disciples. And aren't you glad that we still have this opportunity to draw in 2019 yeah. on the same power, connection, and strength that our forefathers had? Don't you know the word is still now to thee today, just as it was way back in our grandparents and great grandparents today? You always know the same. If it was good enough for grandma, well, let me go on a little deeper. If it was good enough for your great, 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 great grandmother, it's still always good enough for us in 2019. But now somebody won't tell somebody and pray for us, there's another way to make it in. Oh, that's old fashioned. Well, call me old fashioned if you want to, but I believe in the battle. From front to back, there ain't no encouragement in it whatsoever. Well, the battle 
disciples. Uh, we, when we love someone, we typically talk to them pretty often, don't we? Yes. Uh, Why? Well, you wouldn't expect the marriage to last very long if the husband and wife didn't talk to one another. Well, ladies, would you think your husband still loved you if he came in the house day after day and never said anything to you except uh, to ask, maybe to dinner? <laughs> you walk in the house and that's all he said is where's dinner? Right? Uh, would you accept that for Yes. Men, would you feel the same if your wife only spoke to you when something was broken? Or a problem needs to be taken care of. Is that, if that's all yeah. she said, every day, not high, not high low, not good evening, not good morning, not a love, not I can't live without you. Uh, what do you need? Is your back hurt? Can I help you? Does the bill need pay? Can I help you? Is your bitch stressed out of work? Can I pray for you? Let's sit down and talk. All I'm talking about, uh, how can you call somebody your friend, right? Uh, how would you feel? Uh, okay, would you even have gotten into the relationship if you had never talked to each other when you first met? Well, if all you ever did was walk up to one another and you never talked to anybody, would you be with who you were? I think all of us would agree that without conversation, there would not have been any relationship. Uh, so why would we want to start a relationship with Jesus and not talk to him? Hello, I repeat that again. Why would you want to start a relationship with Jesus and not talk to him? You think Jesus is just waiting to hear from you about how your old way has gone. Uh, we got to stop this. Only want to talk to him when we're down and out. But don't you know you ought to talk to him when you wake up in the morning? You ought to talk to him on the way to your job, on your way to school. Children, you ought to talk to him when you're in the classroom. Men and women, you ought to talk to him when you're on the job. You ought to talk to him when you get off the job, and when you get out of school, and you get back in the business. But just because you get in the business, first, that means you don't start. Second, don't mean you're going to make it home. Because we don't know when your ticket's going to be punched and when your number's going to be called. But how can you have a relationship with somebody that you don't talk to? Well, I, I don't know about you, but we had a saying in our church, uh, one week without prayer makes one week. Well, uh, let me clear that up. One W-E-E-K without prayer makes one W-A-E-A-K. So what are you talking about? If you don't talk to him, how can you hook up to the strength that comes from getting to know him? If you have a relationship with God, or you have a relationship with the Son, surely you ought to want to talk to him. Somebody ought to help me here this morning. He wants to hear all the good things you have to share and all the loads you've experienced. Tell him what you need. In verse 7, he tells his disciples and us that ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. But he gives the caution that you must abide in him and his words in you. Uh, you say you know him and you love him, but you don't talk to him. Well, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes, right, uh, and we got to stop getting out of this. What grandma meant when she said, I went into my private closet. Don't you think that means some physical corner in the side of a house? Don't you know you can talk to the Lord when you're driving down the road in your pocket? Don't you know you can talk to the Lord when you're sitting at your desk 
at work or sitting on your assembly line, don't you know you can have a talk with the Lord when you're sitting there at the desk and you've got to take that test? Listen to me, children. Don't you know you can talk to the Lord and nobody else knows about it? Yeah. Because if you've got a personal relationship with him, you can talk to him. And I don't mean you got to have a phone in here. Yeah. You don't have to have a tablet in the truck. You don't have to have a card. My God will tell me he listens to what you say. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. You ask not, so you receive not. You have not, because you ask not. How can you have a relationship with him when you don't talk to him? Jesus wants two-way conversation with each of us. Uh, don't you know? He, he wants that. He's told his disciples the branches get strength and life from the vine. We have access to that same vine. See, prayer is just a conversation with the best friend you'll ever have. We know that while walking this world, Jesus always talked to the Father. Well, he loves the Father and he prays to the Father who loves him in return. In verse 9, Jesus says he loves us as the Father loves him and we are to continue in his love. That means we need to talk to him in prayer. In good time and bad time, you need to stop trying to use God like a cosmic bellhop. Lord, I need you today. I can't pay my bills. Lord, I need you today. I got a date with the judge. Lord, I need you today because I got a date with the doctor. Lord, I need you. They just told me I'm going to lose my job. Well, where are you crying out to the Lord when your pockets are full of money? Where are you crying out to the Lord when all your kids are doing what they were supposed to be doing and you didn't have to correct them? Where are you when you crying out to the Lord when you didn't have a job and he blessed you with the job? Don't you know you ought to be talking to the Lord when you're up and when you're down? Because if you don't talk to him when you're up, how you going to go to talk to him when you're down? There's something about a little talk to Jesus yeah. that will make everything all right. Yeah. Not some things all right. I said everything yeah. all right. And me, we need to talk to him in prayer. Uh, prayer is the key that does, uh, that, that does anybody know that prayer is the key this morning. Do you believe that Jesus answers prayer? Oh, uh, uh, that was a shout right there. Shout, 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 shout. Let me back up and rewind. I said, do you believe that Jesus answers prayer? Yeah. If you want to make it today, pray. Talk to him. How can you have a relationship with somebody you don't talk to? That's right. Call you my friend, but I never speak to you. I've never been there. And if you haven't been there, just keep living. Yeah. I guarantee you, there'll come a day. Mama won't be here. Yeah. Talk to me this morning. Right. Daddy won't be here. Yeah. Granny won't be here. Yeah. Grandmama's gone on the floor. Yeah. Friends can turn it back on you and walk away. Family didn't answer the phone. Didn't answer the FaceTime. <laughs> All of a sudden, you know, where we going to turn? Let me tell you, the true mind says, all you got to do is reach out. And I've got you. All you got to do is have the same conversation. Talk to me, right? All you got to do is tell me. Tell me what you need, but tell me how much you love me, right? When you talk to him, when you're on the top, you don't have no problem talking to him when you're in the valley of Lord. Because every now and then, life will put you in a situation where you won't know anybody else but the Lord. And if you don't think I'm talking about 
things you just keep living. Because I got some good news for you and some bad news. The bad news is there's going to come a day when there's going to be nobody else around but you, right? But the good news is that my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ never sleeps. Never slumber. He's always there. Yeah. There's something about a little talk of Jesus yeah. will make everything alright. Next, we must be obedient to God's command. Uh oh, now we're talking about obedience. Uh -oh. Don't lose you. Don't quit on me yet. I know we don't like to hear anything about obey. How can we say we love God then not keep his commandments? Jesus tells us in verse 10 that if we keep his commandments, we will abide in his love. We can't say we love the Lord and then go around disregarding his commandments in order to fit the world's expectations. Satan will tell you it's okay to lie, cheat, and steal from your brother, sister, neighbor, and friend. But believers know the commandments and we should not bend to conform to this world. Matthew 12 and 50 says, for whosoever shall do the will of my Father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Yeah. Jesus reminded his disciples of the requirement for obedience. Yes. Just prior to leaving for the garden of Gethsemane, he told them in 14 and 31, as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. We have to pray that the Lord gives us the strength to fight Satan's temptation. Don't you know Satan doesn't want you adhering to God's command? Satan wants you to do everything contrary. Satan will tell you it's okay to lie. But my Bible tells me God hates a lie. But God, Satan will tell you it's okay to rob, steal, cheat, right, and be a thief. But the Bible says, ought not to steal, right? But we know these commandments. You can't be on the church Sunday, hallelujah, Christian. And then go out and be a devil on Monday. Right? Uh, you should not be one of those kind of people that says I'm all holy and all that on Sunday morning. Then walk past your brother and sister at Walmart and won't even be. Matter of fact, you see everything, you go around to the other house so you don't have to come in contact with you. Because if I come in contact with you, you might expect me to speak. But if I go around you, then you don't see me. Well, I got news for you. What if God turns back on me? That's right. We gotta be willing to go forward. We know his commandments, right? We gotta be part of his commandments. We gotta hold on to him, right? Uh, we have to pray that the Lord gives us strength to fight Satan's temptation. Cause Satan knows exactly what you like. Satan will find you at your weakest point. Peter in Acts 5 and 29 tells us that we ought to obey God rather than men. Jesus lets us know that he will be with us if we are obedient to his commandments. But he also gives a caution in Matthew 7 and 24. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven, talk don't get you in. Talk won't make you there. We have a lot of people in the church house. Talk a good thing, right? Talk what you don't do, but then don't do nothing. Talk about I love the Lord, but won't serve the Lord. Right? Talk I love the Lord, won't sing in the choir, won't pray in the ass, won't lead a program, won't work in the kitchen, won't clean the church, won't do anything. But then he won't say you love the Lord. He didn't save you to sit. He saved you to serve. 
commanded us drawing strength from the Lord's presence in our life. We have a connection to the true vine. And that's through our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Jesus reminds us as we will abide with him in his love if we keep his commandments. Amen. The Lord will help you be obedient if you just talk to him. Yes. You can't do it by yourself. That's right. I ain't gonna cuss no more. If you don't talk to him, it's gonna come out. <laughs> you gotta talk to him. I ain't gonna mistreat Sister Susan anymore. If you don't talk to him, you're gonna mistreat Sister Susan. Yeah, right. I, I'm not gonna go where I used to go anymore. Don't talk to him. And we have to say that because the truth is, we don't go as well. Definitely hold it up. That's right. Don't be walking around here thinking that you're all that in the back of the chips and that you're holy as a doubt. Right? I know my Bible. I can tell you driving from cover to cover. Don't you know? Even the devil knows scripture. That's right. And tremble. Right? Knowing the words of the book from cover to cover won't get you either. What you gotta have is a personal relationship with the Lord. That's what gets you in. And through him, you can be obedient. I told you, I wasn't going to keep you long, uh, uh, but just uh, if you help me here uh, and say amen to the truth, we'll get through this thing. Uh, and finally, my brethren and my sister, by combining prayer with obedience, we can build on our faith. See, faith comes from knowing you can trust Jesus to do what he says he will do. Yeah. Somebody knows that Jesus is the way maker today. Amen. Oh, God, I got a hearty amen right amen. there. Uh, let me hit the rewind button and back up one more time. Somebody knows that Jesus is a way maker today. Yes. I'll uh, thank you. Still not thank you. I'll say it again. Somebody knows that Jesus is a way maker. Yes. Yes. He has taught the disciples that he will love them like the Father has loved him. And he will abide with them through his love. Jesus tells them this so they will have his joy in them and that it, it may be full. Yes. You see, in Jesus is a kind of joy that will allow us to handle anything the world throws at us. That's right. Christians need to stop going around with your head hung down like you have no hope or no joy. Is there anybody here who has tried the Lord this morning? Uh, let me back it up. Let me again. Uh, is there anybody here that has tried the Lord today? Uh, what, he, what he does, just what he says he will do. Will he do it? Will he do it? Yes, he will. If you have faith and pray, the Lord will hear your humble cry. Yeah. You must have faith. But is there anybody here that has trust in the Lord? Yeah. There's a difference between faith and trust. Faith may make you hope that it will be done. But trust makes you know it will be done. I got faith, but I also got trust. Too many Christians are walking around talking about, I got faith, but you don't trust the Lord to take it. I got faith that my bill might get paid. I got trust the Lord said, I will take care of you. I'll make a way out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, he can make a rock get what? In the desert. Yeah. He can make the sea spread out and allow 
allow you to walk from ground. My God can do anything, but you got to trust in me. Faith and trust are two different things. Too many Christians are walking around here with Sunday faith, but no trust. Don't you know? Faith on Sunday means I trust him on Monday. Don't you know? You brought me through Monday. I trust him on Tuesday. Guess what? I even trust him that my last breath gives me right now. I'm going home to be with Lord. Because he said, as long as you trust in me, everything will be all right. Talk to him and trust him. Make sure that you have trust. You see, there is a difference, uh, and what's your the difference between faith and trust? Being blessed for taking a couple steps on faith, you will begin to understand trust. You don't get to trust overnight. Anybody been in a relationship? When you started out that relationship, you didn't have trust in the person you didn't know. Uh, you might have been in a relationship for a long period of time, right? You can't tell me that when you're in a relationship, there's got to be some trust. Mm-hmm. If there's no trust, there's no relationship. Right. right? So when, when you talk about uh, taking a couple of steps, every now and then, if you have enough faith to step out on faith and trust in the Lord, everything will be all right. Mm-hmm. Too many times you want to have faith when we can already see the end result. Yes. But faith is the substance of things hopeful. Right? And the evidence of things unseen. Trust is knowledge and knowing. I ain't got to worry about it. I know that bad English, but I'm just keeping it very countrified here. Trust says I ain't got to worry about it. Because, you know, I ain't got nothing to worry about. Now, my father owns cattle on a thousand hills. He owns table in the hills. And I've never seen his servant begging for bread. I trust my Lord and Savior. To do what he said he will do. Yeah. He will take care of me. But first, you gotta have some faith. You gotta talk to him when you're up, talk to him when you're down, yeah. and all of a sudden be obedient to his word. And then don't you know you'll have that trust that comes from your faith. Right? Does anyone trust in the Lord this morning? Yeah. I said, does anyone trust in the Lord this morning? Yeah. Does anyone trust in the Lord this morning. Yeah. You might ask, well, why should I trust in the Lord? Well, look at the text. He tells the disciples and us, so your joy might be full. Full means complete. Not wanting for nothing. Someone might ask, well, what joy? What are you talking about, Brother Preacher? Well, glad you ask. I'm more than happy to tell you. <laughs> joy when you're on top of the mountain. Yeah. Or when you in the lowest of that. Joy when you broke as a joke, but all your bills are paid. Joy when friends and family aren't around and Jesus is there to comfort you. Joy when everybody else is driving a new car and your goofy is still getting you where you need to go. Joy when you've been laid off, but you still have a roof over your head and a bed to lie down in. Joy when sickness creeps in and the Lord heals your body. Joy when old age shows slows you down, but you're still getting right. Joy when you've been falsely accused. Joy in the times of storm. Psalm 30 reminds us that weeping may endure for a night, but joy coming in the morning. A Christian that's not a believer doesn't understand that joy. Well, a Christian understands that joy. It's a joy down on the inside. It's a joy the world can give and the world can take away. Not a joy in the fifth. Not a joy in the field, not a joy in the joint, not a joy in the needle, not a joy in the neck, not a joy.
You have to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but it's good. Sometimes when crying, joy is good to you. Sometimes when I'm down, joy is good Sometimes when I'm by myself, joy is good to you. Sometimes when I watch my grandchildren run it out, joy is good to you. Sometimes when I see my son and daughter still out and I'm locked up, joy is Sometimes I go to work. And I think I gotta tell somebody today is your last day. And it's not mine. Joy creeps in. Yes, you listen to me this morning. Sometimes you gotta have some joy. No matter what life throws your way. Well, how can you have that joy? I'm glad you asked. I'm happy to tell you. His name is Jesus. The lily of the valley. The bright in the morning star. My all in all. My savior. My soon coming king. Your deliverer and your savior. Jesus the Christ. He is my deliverer. Bless you this morning. Stand on your feet. You might see someone here this morning. You got to know about what I'm talking about. Fully enough to understand. How to get this job. Don't look at me. I can't give you anything. But I serve somebody that says, if you will come and give the preacher your hand and give the Lord your heart, he'll give you a joy deep down on the inside. A joy that comes from your heart. A joy that can have you to love those that hate you. A joy that will cause you to praise those that despitefully use you. Joy bring you up. Joy bring you down. Joy when you're going up the rough side of the mountain. Joy when you come down the back side of the mountain. Joy on the mountain top. Joy in the valley below. Joy, joy, joy.